Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. From St. Pete to Brandon, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. Good morning. It is Friday, one of our top 10 favorite days of the week. And we are your official Rise guys, Jack Harris, Katie Bacino, and James Berlander. And if you want to get in on our conversation this morning, if there's something on your mind, Give us a call at 800-969-9352, or you can text us at 82945. Uh, start your text with the call letters WFLA. And now we have a brand new way to get on the air here. And James, why don't you explain that one regarding our iHeartRadio app? Yeah, it's called our TalkBack feature. So if you're listening to News Radio WFLA on the iHeartRadio app, which is free... You could listen to it, and, and great quality as well. No static at all. There's a little microphone symbol on the screen when you start streaming us. You could leave us a message. There's a little microphone, so you click it, you hit record, you send us like a 30-second message or up to 30 seconds, and then we'll get it immediately after you hit send. Wow, that is amazing technology today. That's amazing, yeah. Mm. Well, uh, Katie has put together a good show here. We'll have Rory O'Neill coming up. And one of the things we're going to talk to him about is that California is planning to ban the sale of gasoline-powered cars by 2035. So if you're going to buy a car in California, it has to be an electric vehicle. Uh, I mean, this is crazy. I have no desire to drive an electric vehicle. I want to stick with my gasoline-powered cars. I want to stop, pump my own gasoline, and I don't want to have to charge a car or anything like that. But California, as usual, being loaded with idiots running the state, no wonder people are leaving that state like crazy. And many of them are coming to Florida, as you might imagine. We'll also later on have our Fat Guys at the Movies guy, Kevin Carr, talk about the uh, Top Gun 2 and a couple of other apparently pretty good movies out there. I had a friend of ours was telling us about a couple of movies they'd been to just recently. Um, and, well, we got some other good things coming up. And, again, it's Friday, and that means we've got the fake news report which you certainly don't want to fail to enjoy not missing that. Um, so be sure. And one of the things we want to be talking about is the uh, President Biden student loan plan, what it's going to cost you as a taxpayer so other kids can go to school for free and what people have to say about it. 
Plus, we've got some interesting takes from Curtis Holmes on the Inflation Reduction Act. That's another one that's going to cost you in a big way the Inflation Reduction Act. So you want to hang in there for that. And by the way, yesterday afternoon, the Rays beat the Angels 8-3, to which means they swept the Angels. They've got a six-game winning streak going right now, and they've won 11 of the past 13. And this is going to be a big weekend. They're going up to Boston to play at Fenway Park against the Red Sox, and they uh, lead them in the division right now, so we'll see if they lead them a little better by the end of the weekend. And, of course, we've got the Bucks playing uh, Saturday night, tomorrow night. They're at the Indianapolis Colts. But the good news here is Tom Brady is going to be back and will be playing in that game. Let's just hope he doesn't get injured or anything. It's 5-10 on AM Tampa Bay, and time to check out traffic now with John Thomas. Quick takes. Ripping through the biggest news stories of the day in record time. Providing you all you need to know. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And Chris Trinkman here from the newsroom. And at 14 minutes after 8, what's going on this morning, Chris? Good morning, Jack. Well, kind of a weird phenomenon going on with the tropics right now. We're about to go through the whole month of August without any significant tropical activity. It's the slowest start to the hurricane season in three decades. We've only had three named storms, no actual hurricanes. And this is in a year when the forecasters were predicting as many as 20 storms. But the caveat, though, is that the peak of hurricane season is typically in September. September, yeah. And even though we haven't had any hurricanes yet, in other slow years in the past, things always picked up in September and beyond. Yeah, that's the big month, September, for us here in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, I think that we have to be careful in getting complacent about this thing. It's been a hot summer, but it hasn't been a a dangerous one as far as the hurricanes. A lot of rain, but yeah, fortunately, no tropical storms. That's right. And, you know, with the hurricanes coming potentially in September and October, those also are some of the most severe. So if you look at the history, we've had some of the strongest ones in that time period as well. And so we can thank, I think, the Saharan Desert for a lot of this. Yeah. You know? The, the stuff is blowing from the Saharan Desert is... Yeah. The Sahara is keeping us from having tropical storms. Yeah. I've never really thought of that place as my friend. But, I haven't either. You know? And I haven't been overwhelmed by <laughs> sand or anything like that from the Sahara Desert. Yeah, but when you see those satellite images, it's impressive. I mean, these huge clouds that cover the... It looks like the whole Atlantic at some point. And they drift, uh, these clouds of sand, or dust, I guess, drift across the water and uh, affect how the storms form in the upper atmosphere. So yeah. that's good news as far as keeping the uh, tropical activity to a minimum. So Very true. A federal judge is ordering the Justice Department to release a redacted affidavit related to the FBI search of former President Trump's home in South Florida. Despite his decision, the judge said the government has proved that parts of the affidavit should be kept under wraps. It should be made public by noon today. 
Yeah, this story is going to be in the news for a long time to come, probably right on up through and after the election of 2024, because that's the thing that it's impacting. And a lot of people feel that this is something that's just an anti-Trump political measure to uh, keep him from winning the presidency in 2024. In the White House now, they're saying, we didn't know anything about it. We know nothing about it. And others are saying, you had to know about it. It was one of your agencies that conducted this thing. And it's just going to go on and on. It's going to be in the courts for a long time to come. You know, I wonder who's going to be satisfied with this decision. A lot of the people who are calling for the affidavit to be released included included conservatives, but it also included a lot of media organizations. And they wanted uh, to see that affidavit because they wanted to see the justification for going into Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago. So with this uh, redacted version at noon, it'll be interesting to see what people say, whether that's going to be enough to satisfy the, uh, the demands of people who are calling for the release of that affidavit. Yeah, and again, this is going to be with us for a long time to come. So Wall Street is going to have a close eye on remarks by the Federal Reserve Chairman today. Jerome Powell is addressing the Fed's annual economic symposium in Wyoming. The nation's central bank has been using interest rate hikes to fight soaring inflation. Powell is expected to defend this strategy. He's unlikely to preview what the Fed might do, though, at the meeting they have in September, but it's a lot of folks wondering how this could uh, you know, affect the interest rates or the potential change for interest rates, which has had a dramatic effect, Jack, on, on people's ability to buy homes, cars, and other uh, big-ticket items because of the increased in, uh, increase in the interest rates. Yeah, yeah, interest rates going up, and on top of that, you've got the Inflation Reduction Act, it's called, and this thing is something that people are ultimately, the average person, is going to be paying for that. I mean, this is another crazy thing from our federal government that's going to cost the American taxpayer the so-called Inflation Reduction Act. And well, it'll be good for that electric car that you've been driving around in, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, boy. Uh, yeah, that's right. You know, it, it was sort of put out as the Inflation Reduction Act because that's what people were thinking about at the time. But the contents of the bill included a lot more uh, stuff related to climate change uh, and other issues not directly affecting inflation. The Biden administration has been taking credit for inflation uh, going down, although a lot of that's attributed to the decline in gas prices because at one yeah. point you know we were looking at gas prices close to five dollars a gallon we're now down in the 350s here in florida and while that's better than it was you know a few weeks ago that's still really high it stayed pretty much all week uh here on gandy boulevard at 355 yeah all at all of the stations along there which is a good thing when it gets steady like that it'd be better if it were going down but at least it's not going up. That's the good thing. Yeah, well, when you get in your diesel truck, Jack, and you have to load <laughs> up on that, diesel's still really high. But, yeah, yeah. It's, that's the thing. You know, gas prices had such an impact on the overall economy uh, that when they go down by a dollar or a dollar and a half, uh, it makes a big difference. But I think a lot of people will tell you there's still plenty of inflation out there. I mean, gas prices may have gone down some, but there's still expensive Food things in the stores. Everything. 
Yeah, food. Yeah, I mean, big I, time. I, I was in a Home Depot the other day, and I was just looking at the cost of a washer and dryer. It's unbelievable. I mean, you could pay two, two and a half thousand bucks for a washer. Oh man, and that's way higher than than a year ago. So cheaper to stay dirty. That's right. You know, you you get out the the washboard and just do it that <laughs> way. <laughs> Hang them out to dry. <laughs> that's right. I, I'm just going to drip dry from here on out. <laughs> Well, Chris will have more coming up in nine minutes at the bottom of the hour. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Jack. It's 521, and let's check in now with John Thomas. Now, taking a look back at This Day in History on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. This Day in History is brought to you by the Duncan Duo, and this day is August 26th. 1748, the first Lutheran denomination in North America. The Pennsylvania Ministerium is founded in Philadelphia. 1791, John Fitch has granted a U.S. patent for the steamboat. 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution takes effect, giving women the right to vote. 1942, the Holocaust in Ukraine. At Short Kiev, the Ukrainian police and German Schutz police deported 2,000 Jews to Belzic extermination camp. 500 of the sick and children are murdered on the spot, and this continued until the next day. 1944, World War II, Charles de Gaulle entered Paris. 1970, the 50th anniversary of American women being able to vote is marked by a nationwide women's strike for equality. 1978, the papal enclave, Albino Luciana, is elected as Pope John Paul I. 1980, after John Burgess plants a bomb at Harvey's Resort Hotel in State Line, Nevada, the FBI inadvertently detonates the bomb during its disarming. 1998, the first flight of the Air Force Delta III ends in disaster 75 seconds after liftoff, resulting in the loss of the Galaxy 10 satellite. 2003, a Beechcraft 1900 operating at Colgan Air Flight 9446 crashes after takeoff from Barnstable Municipal Airport in Yarmouth, Massachusetts, killing both pilots on board. 2009, kidnapping victim J.C. Dugard is discovered alive in California after being missing for over 18 years. And her captors, Philip and Nancy Garrido, are apprehended. In 2011, the Boeing 787 Dreamliner, Boeing's all-new composite airliner, received certification from the EASA and the FAA. 2015, two U.S. journalists shot and killed by a disgruntled former co-worker while conducting a live report in Moneta, Virginia. 2018, three people killed, 11 wounded during a mass shooting at a Madden NFL 19 video game tournament in Jacksonville. In 2021, during the 2021 Kabul Airport attack, 13 U.S. personnel and at least 169 Afghan civilians 
are killed. In 1915, Tampa has 1,200 automobiles at an average cost of $1,000. That would be $23,000 today. And this, since we're not going to be here tomorrow, August 27, 1978, the Tampa Bay Rowdies faced the New York Cosmos in the NASL Soccer Bowl. I was broadcasting that game, and we lost it. Today in History, presented by the Duncan Duo, get your career booming, be a part of the number one real estate team in Florida. <clears throat> Visit now, join the DuncanDuo.com. It's 529 on AM Tampa Bay. Keeping you up on what's trending. Here's the AM Tampa Bay trendsetter, Katie Bacino. And Katie, what do we have trending this morning? Well, I mentioned this earlier in the week, but today is National Dog Day. Aww. Yay, day to celebrate your four-legged friends or maybe go adopt a new one from a shelter. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good day to celebrate. I saw yesterday there was a list out of the top 10 cities in the country that are the most dog-friendly, and Tampa was number seven on the list. Yeah, oh, yeah, we did very well on that. Yes, we did. So go Tampa and our love for dogs. So that was exciting. It's also National Cherry Popsicle Day, which is my least favorite flavor of popsicles. Which one? Cherry Popsicle Day. Oh, yeah, I don't like those. I think everything cherry to me tastes like cough syrup, so yeah. I just I never enjoy anything cherry flavored. I will eat cherries if they happen to be around, but I'm I'm not even a big cherry fan myself. I'm like that with banana flavored things too. I love bananas, but I don't like banana flavored things. Banana milkshakes? Ew, no. What? Mm-mm. I love bananas and love bananas. I'll eat them. I'm trying to think if I I like anything banana flavored. I guess not. Banana cream pie. Banana cream pie. That's actually good. Like banana pudding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Yeah. Okay. I just don't like banana flavored candy and things like that. So glad we could win you over, Katie. Yeah. You converted me. (laughs) I saw this online. Subway. If you're a big Subway eater, even if you only go a couple times a month, this is a pretty good deal. They're launching a subscription plan. So it's going to cost $15 a month. But if you go to Subway a lot, again, you can get 50% off your sandwich. And you can use this once a day for the entire month. So if you if you go a significant amount every month to Subway, then that's a pretty good deal. $15 you pay at the beginning of the month, and then you can get 50% off all month. Yeah, how much is a foot long nowadays? Sounds I think like... probably like $7, $8 wow. maybe. I have no idea. I remember back in my day, it was two ninety nine, five dollar footlongs, right, baby. Yeah. That was a big thing. I don't think they're five dollars yeah, anymore. Probably not. But <laughs> even at six, I mean, you'd get your money's worth. I don't go to Subway enough to do it, but hey, yeah. you know, to each their own. Well, there you go with what's trending, and we've got the uh, Friday fake news report coming up here in just a jiffy. But right now at five forty, we've got the real stuff. Traffic with John Thomas. This is the Fake News Report. We are fighting the fake news. Fake News. On AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. President Biden declared an order canceling $10,000 in student loan debt for college grads. It sparked anger from people who played by the rules when extended credit in college. My parents put me through the University of West Virginia, but it took me... 30 years to pay off my bar tab. 
Nancy Pelosi backtracked on her claim last year that the president didn't have authority to forgive student loan debt, only Congress does. Her plate's full with domestic crises right now. Gas prices are still so high in California that her husband, Paul Pelosi, has begun remaining at the scene of the accident. The Justice Department was reported likely to redact the affidavit used for the Trump raid. The Wall Street Journal says Trump is protected by the Presidential Records Act plus power of document declassification. This week, Biden is building an eight-foot wall around his Delaware home in case Trump gets reelected. This is a bunch of stuff. <laughs> the Cleveland Clinic published a new study Wednesday which found that the active ingredient in Viagra can help prevent Alzheimer's in men. The evidence is real. One of the test patients in the hospital had early stages of Alzheimer's, and after six weeks of daily doses of Viagra, he took a turn for the nurse. The Justice Department began leaking contents of the boxes seized in the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago in an attempt to pre-shape public opinion. You know, it never stops. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff disclosed that we now have reason to believe Trump ripped the tag off his mattress in 1987. Holy mackerel! That's illegal. Dilly dilly. The Chicago Tribune reported on testimony in R. Kelly's trial, which revealed he spent a fortune buying back underage porn he once owned. BET is planning to air a documentary on the life of R. Kelly. It covers his entire life, from the days on the playground all the way to his days on the playground. Quit playing with your dinghy. <laughs> the Border Patrol reported Monday that two million immigrants have poured north across the U.S. border during the past year alone. It's little wonder why there's an inexhaustible supply of people in Central and South America. Did you know that if you get pregnant in the Amazon, it's next day delivery? <laughs> NIH Director Dr. Fauci announced Monday he'll resign before the end of the year after decades in government. He faces a brutal House review of any NIH financing of the Wuhan lab that created COVID if the GOP wins Congress. Dr. Fauci will step down in December to spend more time with his bats. The FBI and its raid on Trump found White House documents stowed inside a closet at Mar-a-Lago. Since they weren't likely to be in the pro shop, he could declassify anything he wants. So what was the point of kicking in a former president's door? The FBI just added the FBI to the terror watch list. That's a lot of crap. Daily Variety reports that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck will repeat their recent Las Vegas wedding vows in a marriage ceremony before invited guests and friends at their Georgia estate. The event could set a record for expensive wedding gifts. The couple is registered at Shell, Chevron, and Union 76. Stupid president. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson received an 11-game suspension Thursday in the wake of his 26 sexual misconduct lawsuits against him by 
Asian massage parlor girls. That's not the worst part of the punishment. When the suspension is lifted, he's still going to be in Cleveland. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! The Justice Department was given a week to redact the FBI's criminal affidavit in the Trump raid that the FBI vows was non-political. The Democrats will launch their fall campaign in Washington, D.C. with a massive rally at the Democrat National Party headquarters. I believe that would be the FBI building. That is 100% my fault. Liz Cheney during her concession speech, compared herself to Abe Lincoln and Trump supporters to the Confederate Army. Wyoming is so far north, she thinks that's an insult. I think the reason that Liz likened herself to Lincoln is that she lost her primary race by four score and seven percentage points. <laughs> the New York Times editorialized that Republicans are bad for democracy Thursday while Vanity Fair warned that America is on the verge of civil war. Last night, some people asked me if I had any plans for the fall. It took me a moment to realize they meant autumn and not the collapse of civilization. <laughs> and the last and ridiculous. perhaps least, Virginia's Department of Education proposed striking out the references to George Washington as the father of our country on his Mount Vernon plantation George brewed beer, distilled whiskey, raised tobacco, and grew hemp. At the very least, George Washington is the father of spring break. That's our Friday fake news report from Argus Hamilton. It's 550, and here's John Thomas with traffic. The latest headlines, weather, and traffic every weekday morning. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And at 5:54, it's time for Rory O'Neill, and this report is brought to you by the Oncology Institute. And uh, Rory, we were talking about this earlier that California. It's going to become more and more unpopular. Now they're going to ban the sale of gasoline-powered cars by 2035. Uh, are they going to pay a price for that? Oh, we'll see. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind a nice Tesla affording it. It's a challenge. It's the, uh, that's the hard part. You know, this rule will take place in 2035, gradually phased in, uh, but they want to ditch the gasoline-powered engine, as you said, and uh, require all vehicles be zero emission vehicles that are sold there in 2030. Now, look, if you still have your uh, 2022 Ford Mustang, that'll be just fine. You can still drive it, but you can't buy a new 2035 Mustang out in California. You think this is going to increase the departure from California, people moving out because they tend to be wacko? <laughs> that mean, are you afraid they're coming here? Is that what you're worried about? <laughs> um, well, you know, we are seeing, look, an increase in demand for electric cars. In California, 10 years ago, about 2% of the cars were electric vehicles. Now that number is up to 16%. Uh, so, you know, maybe California wants to adopt this technology. Well, I'll uh, stick with my gas car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I having gas, if you'll pardon the expression. That's right. The electricity's got to come from somewhere, too, you know, which is, uh, in many cases, uh, in California, coal-fired plants. 
They do have some nuclear, uh, but a lot of natural gas. So, you know, this isn't a perfect solution. You still have to make the electricity, which can be a dirty job. Oh, yeah. One other quick thing here. NASA um, is spending the weekend getting an all-new rocket ready for a test launch on Monday over here at Cape Canaveral. Uh, this one is going to be, I guess, getting ready to be able to send humans into space. Right. So this is going to go back to the moon is the plan. Now, on the Monday launch, there's no one on board. It's uncrewed, but it's a huge rocket. This thing is almost as tall as the Saturn V that went to the moon. It's nearly twice the height of a space shuttle. So this is a big, big rocket. You'll clearly see it from the Tampa Bay area when it launches around 8.30 Monday morning. And uh, this is going to send a capsule on a 42-day trip around the moon and back. So this capsule will then splash down off the California coast uh, in early October, I guess. I haven't seen the date of that yet. Yeah, I was uh, checking that thing, the length of it. It's longer than a football field. Um, yeah, 322 feet, taller than the Statue of Liberty, 8.8 million pounds of thrust. That makes it the most powerful rocket ever built, 15% more powerful than the Saturn V that uh, took Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins up. So, uh, yeah, this is a big, powerful rocket. Uh, it's going to rock the Space Coast. They're expecting more than 100,000 people. I'm guessing it'll be closer to 200,000 uh, who want to show up to watch this. Oh, you better believe it. Well, this report brought to you by the Oncology Institute, a new kind of cancer care provider focused on clinical outcome, patient satisfaction, and designing a treatment plan that's right for you. Six locations in the Bay Area. Make an appointment at the oncologyinstitute.com. And Rory, will talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, Jack. Oh, same to you. It's 5.58 on AM Tampa Bay. From Odessa to Clearwater, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris, where Tampa Bay begins their morning. And a good morning to you at 7 minutes after 6 on this Friday morning. And as we say, TGIF, or as they say at MacDill Air Force Base, Tango Golf. India Foxtrot. And Jack Harris here with my concomitant comrades, Katie Bacino and James Burlander. Hello. You all are ready here. Uh, and we do have some birthdays to celebrate today. First of all, Dennis Phillips, the uh, Channel 28 meteorologist, is having a birthday. Ernie Stone. Better known to his buddies as Stoney. Bill Stagg. Uh, Bill Apgar, who works with veterans in the Bay Area. And finally, our old buddy, Lionel. Known to us and his friends as Michael LeBron. Happy uh, birthday, Lionel. What's that? I said happy birthday, Lionel. Oh, yeah. And trying to get him to come down here and visit again. He used to work right here at 970 WFLA back in the day. But launched his major career. And we've got some jokes. I'm going to try one, then you guys can. Oh, by the way, do you have any birthdays? I do. Today is my best friend Jessica Stern's birthday. 
Shelby Melville, Bill Stagg, Drayton Sheely, and Richie Belcher. Well, you got Bill Stagg, too. I do. So we've wished him two happy birthdays. And what about you, James? And, well, <laughs> my friends are letting me down. They don't have any birthdays. I need them to have more birthdays. Oh, son of a gun. They should have been, more of them should have been born on this day. I agree. And we got uh, quickly, I've got one here It's bad enough. Why did the teddy bear say no to dessert? Hmm. It was already stuffed. Yes, you got it. He was already <laughs> stuffed. Very good, Katie. And what have you all got? Why doesn't the son go to college? Um, I don't know. Because it already has a million degrees. <laughs> Can you top that one, James? Uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Let's see, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. I don't know either. Safety. Safety always comes first. Oh, yeah. Safety first. Okay. Also, I, I believe we uh, we have a, a joke submitted from a listener. If you uh, We have a couple seconds for that. Yeah, let's hear it. So we're going to get the question, and then he's going to give the answer right away. So here we go. Paul again from Valrico, Florida. What did the janitor say when he got out of the closet? Jack, what does the janitor say when he gets out of the closet or comes out of the closet? Um, let's see. I don't know. Supplies! Supplies! <laughs> I think he's getting jokes from Ben Ritter and George Carl, too. <laughs> yeah, you could always submit your joke uh, on our talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app if you're streaming us. News Radio WFLA on the free iHeartRadio app. Hit the little microphone feature. You can record us a message up to 30 seconds and send it right to us. Yeah, that thing is really incredible. As our listener just a moment ago with a joke has done, this thing is an incredible feature on our iHeart app. you got to get it. And please send jokes or information or thoughts or whatever it might be. It's 11 after 6. Time to check in now with John Thomas in traffic. It's all about the glitz and glamour of Hollywood, and he knows it all best. Let's go to Kevin Carr for the latest movie news and reviews on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And it's 616. In just a minute, we're going to be talking to Kevin Gar Carr, our fat guys at the movies guy. Um, I, I know he has a lot of reviews for us today. Can't get him? Oh, no, no. We, could get, we got him on the line. You got him there? Yeah. Maybe he'll have some comedies for us. Oh, I hope, Kevin, that you've got comedies. No comedies that you're going to like this week. Sorry, Jack. Oh, that is gone. the way things are. It's August, so, you know, if you go back, what's an interesting thing to do is if you go to IMD, uh, not IMDb, but Box Office Mojo, and you check this weekend in August, it tends to be extremely slow, no matter what year it is, pandemic or not. So, uh... Yeah, that's always been kind of touch and go at the end of August, mainly because all the kids are going back to school and uh, they don't have any huge movies opening. Um, in terms of the ones I've seen, now there are a couple ones out there that I haven't seen. There's that uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, which is the George Miller movie where Idris Elba plays a djinn and uh, Tilda Swinton finds him. Um, they didn't screen that, uh, nor did they screen... Uh, the movie The Invitation, which is about apparently vampires inviting people to dinner. 
But um, I have seen uh, Breaking. We can talk about that one if you'd be interested. Breaking? What's, uh, what's the deal with that one? Well, this is based on a true story. John Boyega plays a uh, Marine vet who uh, he, he takes a couple tellers at a bank hostage in Marietta, Georgia. Like I said, this is a true story that happened in 2017. And he, he, there, was a, there was just some internal bureau, bureaucratic mix-up with his uh, disability check, and he was tired of having everything kind of being jerked around there. So he takes the bank hostage in order to get paid. And it's like over less than $900. Uh, and it's, the, it's, it's sort of the story from his point of view. Now, it's not an action movie because it's a little bit of a smaller film, but, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's well acted. I think John Boyega does a good job, and it does kind of shine that light on, you know, some people who get caught in the system, you know, uh, even if they're, you know, sometimes, especially if they're, uh, you know, service members or something like that who's, who's fallen on hard times outside of it. So that's an interesting uh, sort of, I, I guess you'd call it a tense sort of hostage movie, but it's told of kind of from the inside of the bank. And I see you've got a Sylvester Stallone movie? Yes, there's a new movie with Sylvester Stallone. This is on Prime Video right now, and it's called Samaritan. He plays a uh, a guy who is, is just sort of trying to kind of keep keep out of the limelight and everything, and this kid in this apartment complex thinks that he might be this old superhero that used to save the city and uh so the kid's trying to basically uh prove whether or not this guy is this samaritan character um it's it's trying to cash in on the superhero craze and everything which of course there's tons of movies of that uh but it's trying to be a little bit more down to earth it does get real dark and heavy at times which um, i mean i understand the the attempt to go there but you know to make it look realistic and gritty but it, it's not a great version of that. It has some, you know, like reveals and stuff that I saw coming a mile away. Um, but I mean, this, this Stallone is you know likable in it. It's just he's not given as much uh, as he really should. Uh, you know, sometimes he's better at directing himself. Actually, Kevin, I see you have funny pages listed here, but you say it's not a comedy, or you don't consider it a comedy. What do you consider? Also, what has Andy Milanakis been up to for the past like fifteen years? I saw he was in this movie, and I thought that was so random. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure uh, on on that angle. It's it is a comedy, but it's not a comedy in the sense that it's not this broad overall kind of you know knee slapper. It's not Wedding Crashers or you know. You know something you see with Kevin Hart on it. It's it's uh, independent. It feels very similar to some of those very dark comedic independent films of the early '90s. It's about a kid who is a he's a comic book artist and he's uh, he's right at the end of high school and he decides to drop out and pursue his dreams to be a comic book artist and uh, finds himself. He's in Jersey and he's dealing with. Uh, trying to find a place to live and and also trying to find a way to break into the world. Uh, and he ends up working at a public defender's office where he meets this guy who used to work at a comic company and tries to break in with him. But it's it's very bizarre. I mean, I found it funny, but then again, you have to, like I said, if, you've, if you watched indie films, like some of those like very small, low-budget indie films from the 90s, that's what it really feels like. So it goes for sort of that more of that art house, circle and i i know i know jack doesn't 
spend his time at the art house. No, there you go. And by the way, Sylvester Stallone's mom used to live here in St. Pete. And oh, wow. Kevin Carr, fatguysatthemovies.com, and on Twitter, at Kevin Carr. We'll talk to you next week, Kevin. All right, have a good weekend. And bring on some comedies. It's 621, time to check out traffic now with John Thomas. Live on the free iHeartRadio app, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. And it's 626, and joining us now, Nicole Wilson, our NBC News Radio reporter. And Nicole, we are in a recession. What are some of the things that we should do to deal with it? You know, so in these times, it's it's difficult for many people. And so what the experts are saying are, hey, listen, you really want to pay close attention to your money, adjust your budgets where you can. And in our day, it's even possible to get a side gig, like driving for a rideshare company and bringing in additional money that you can access pretty, pretty much immediately. So uh, outside of those tips. Number one, you want to build an emergency fund, right? So we're seeing costs rise by about 8.9%. If you can, adjust your budgets and reduce your spending by about the same amount and put that money into an, uh, a fund that allows you to access it for emergency purposes. One other thing here, uh, you say that new research is linking increased alcohol use to cancer. Uh, how does that you work know, out? What, another medical study that makes us monitor our behaviors a little bit more, right? So uh, this new study is uh, says that increasing alcohol intake also increases our odds for getting cancer by about 6%. Uh, well, 6% of all cancers uh, and 4% of all cancer deaths in the United States are linked to alcohol consumption. And so the high, the more alcohol we drink, the higher the risk. Wow, that's something to think about for sure. Is that heavy alcohol Absolutely. or just uh, light beer? How about that? Well, you know, it, it, it really depends because the, the study, it did include, uh, those who were non-drinkers who started to incorporate alcohol into their diets and they also have a higher risk of cancer. So we want to be very careful. It's, and I think it was especially impactful for those who didn't drink because now you introduce this and it's kind of a shock to your body. And so some of the cancers that uh, they found in those non-drinkers, once they started to drink, things like stomach cancer, liver cancer, uh, lung cancer, gallbladder. So we want to pay attention to how much alcohol we're consuming. Don't overindulge. Have a few uh, if if you can handle a few, but uh, in moderation. Good advice, Nicole, and thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good weekend. Nicole Wilson, our NBC News radio reporter, 628 on AM Tampa Bay. Mortgage.com. Let's hear about the dopiest dope of all the dopes of the day on AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris. And at 638, who is our lucky dope of the day, Katie? Well, I do have a dope of the day picked out, but before I get to them, ah, yeah. I would like to choose James Burlander because he forgot a very special birthday today. I did. I did. I, I said I didn't have any birthdays today. Well, I lied, Jack. It's my mom's birthday. Oh, your mother's birthday. I, um, I didn't forget. I just, you know, Forgot. I blanked out. <laughs> I, Shame I on you. 
temporarily yeah. forgot. Yeah, a little bit. So. But now she gets her own special birthday outside of our birthday <laughs> segment. So happy birthday happy to James's mother. Birthday and mom. Yeah. Very nice. So where does she live here? She does, yeah. She lives up in Spring Hill. Oh, that's great. Yeah, she listens. Well, I don't mean to call your mom a dope of the day, but transitioning here, our dope of the days are women today, not James's mother. She is not a dope of the day, but our stories are all women today. The first one, first story comes out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. These two women were arrested for making bomb threats against Campbell's Soup Company. I guess they've been making several bomb threats there. One of the women involved in this previously worked at the factory at Campbell's Soup Company, and they... She kept sending bomb threats to the plant, some of them while she still worked there. And a spokesperson for the company said that every time a bomb threat was called in, all the soups and soup cans on the assembly line had to be thrown out. So it ended up resulting in Campbell's having to throw out a lot of soup. Hmm. So if you can't find your favorite soup, you can blame these two Fayetteville, North Carolina women who called in bomb threats. Well, I used to drink or eat Campbell's tomato soup with crackers. You can drink it, too. It's pretty good. I used to get so angry, though, because I would buy chicken noodle soup and there's barely any chicken. So I could understand these women at times. Speaking of that, I, I spent like five or six dollars yesterday on Panera getting a small cup of soup. Like I got it to go. I didn't want to eat it at home. And I swear to you, there was like four noodles in that thing. I'm not even joking. It was embarrassing. That's called inflation, Katie. Yeah, it was really sad. It made my heart very upset. We still love Panera, though. Not a yeah, sponsor. We do yeah. love Panera. I love, trust me, I will go to Panera again today and spend $5 on that soup. But yesterday, I was very sad. Well, uh, noodle shortage. Noodle shortage. Yeah. yeah, it's inflation at, right. <laughs> at Panera. <laughs> so sad. That being said, I'll go again today and get more soup. Well, there you go. That's our dope of the day i like their pastries oh yeah they also have a chocolate chip bagel there Mm. which people probably don't know exists if you get a chocolate chip bagel toasted at panera it is chef's kiss that sounds good yeah you would like it a lot it's 6 41 and time now to check out our traffic with john thomas Live on 99.1 FM in Pasco County. This is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 645 and heading into the uh, weekend here now. What have y'all got going on? I really don't have too much of anything planned. I'm going to hang out with Clay this weekend. Not sure what we're going to get into. The boyfriend? Yep. Her boyfriend, Clay. Ooh. That's him. So who knows what we'll get into. How about you, James? For me, well, I guess I have to plan a birthday party. A birthday party? Oh, yeah. for your mom? <laughs> right. Yeah. Got to really step it up since you forgot to wish her a happy Last birthday. minute birthday party. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I got some good trips coming up in the future, but not this weekend. We're just going out with friends tonight and tomorrow night, and then our usual Sunday night barbecue at Hungry Harry's in Seffner. I got to go there sometime. I'm, I live close by. Oh, it's good. It's good stuff. By the way, you got to check out our blog here now. And for you guys that want to see good-looking Katie here, you will see that for sure. Good pictures with her in an ice bath challenge. Hmm. An ice bath challenge. Cooled me off. Yeah. Uh, And then these... Scenes of complete chaos at Spirit Airlines 
man, people were out of control fighting, and you just wonder why did all of that stuff happen. People just hate each other nowadays. I think you ever so. go to the store and just people just have these angry faces on all the time? Unfortunately, I've done a lot of flying, but I've never encountered anything like that. Right. And then we got James and his pizza making skills. I'm making up as a pizza. Hmm. It's delicious too. Step by step, in case you uh, want to try it on your grill. I'd rather you to put sausage on it. I go on. Yeah, next time. I did pepperoni this time. And my favorite, again, is when Katie's mom was uh, visiting my old TV show at Bush Gardens Harrison Company. Oh, she's a little baby. This goes back to the 90s, and I had, uh, well, I would always pick out somebody from the audience to do the show open, and then when I came out, I would welcome everybody and and I would go down and interview the person that did the opening, and it turned out to be Katie's mom. And Katie was just a baby then, and it became apparent that she wanted to go into radio because she kept trying to take the microphone away from me. But that thing is great, and I want to thank Rob Schweitzer for finding that. I still haven't checked this one out. What song... Do you think this Tampa man is dancing to? That's a little further down, but I've got to check that out sometime for sure. Yeah, that was filmed by Katie herself, actually, at uh, Intersection here in Tampa, I think. Yeah. Right in Plant City. Apparently, he's a hot commodity over there. I posted that on TikTok. People were like, yeah, we love him. He's there all the time. He's got some moves, that guy. Well, we've got it. On our blog at amchampabay.com. One thing we're going to be getting into uh, Monday, and you're hearing about it, of course, is that President Biden's student loan plan and how much it's going to cost taxpayers. The average cost of student debt cancellation is going to be over $158 for taxpayer making between, well, under $50,000. And if you're making from fifty dollars to $75,000, it will cost you $866. But listen to these comments from our listeners. These things are terrific. David Keyes, just to be clear, there's no plan to eliminate student debt. There's a plan to transfer it to those that don't owe it. That is a maxim. That is very true, what David Keyes says. And George Buck Jr. had this to say, if your college degree doesn't have enough value for you to pay it off, it certainly doesn't have enough value for me to pay it off. That's true. And this is a very, very volatile issue. And I think the Biden administration felt that this might help the Democrats in 2022. And from what I'm hearing from the average man on the street, I think this is going to hurt him. But we'll see. Anyway, it's 6.50 and time to check out traffic now with John Thomas. 
Live from the WFLA studios, this is AM Tampa Bay with Jack Harris on News Radio WFLA. It's 6.54 on AM Tampa Bay. And uh, come Monday, we got one thing we got to bring up next week is our Walk of Fame and Webb's Way or Webb's Avenue or Webb's Boulevard or whatever we're going to call it. And for some reason, we can't seem to get City Council, Tampa City Council, cranked up on this thing. I don't know why they haven't jumped on it, but they haven't. We just got to go to meetings. We got to get a committee together again and go to meetings. It's just as much on us as it is on them, really. Well, maybe we can get a councilman on with us next week and talk about it because... I think the perfect place would be that park. I've forgotten the name of the park, but it's across the river from Curtis Hickson Park. And that would be a great place for it, and it would bring a lot of people there. But And uh, Burton Plant City was asking me, would Governor DeSantis be eligible for the Walk of Fame? And I was thinking, well... This is just people from the Tampa Bay area. And then I realized that uh, Governor DeSantis did all of his schooling, went to junior high, grade school, and high school in Dunedin. Were you aware of that? I was not. Yeah, he spent a lot of time in Dunedin, so, so maybe he would be eligible for our walk of fame once we get it cranked up but we'll have to see how that plays out i'm still waiting for berlander boulevard berlander boulevard there you go or let's see or bacino boulevard yeah it couldn't happen are we going to have bacino and berlander boulevard and by the way big sports weekend the uh boston is going to be hosting the rays over the weekend and they've got a Six-game winning streak, and Tom Brady is going to be playing uh, up in Indianapolis on Saturday night against the Buccaneers. The actual season starting with the Bucks at Dallas on September 11th, and we don't have them here until the Packers come with them on September 25th. But anyway, have yourself a... Great weekend, and we'll talk to you Monday morning at 5. Live it up.